This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Erica Polsonelli, and welcome to Evolve by Erica, the podcast, where we talk all things spirituality, ascension, health, wellness, and beyond. I'm so excited that you are here. Come on in. Hello guys, today we have such a special guest. Her name is Jess Crux. She is a personal chef, a yogi, multidimensional being, light being. Um, we just met for the first time in real life today and the energy was just magnetic. She's such a beautiful soul who shares so much about her experiences. She um, at one time went to an ashram, so she shares a lot about that experience, what has led her to the life that she's living now, the farm that she's created and built, and how it doesn't have to be so complicated to eat well and nourish our bodies in the way that it needs it. So we talked a lot about intuitive eating, how we can become a little bit more intuitive because sometimes that sounds like a really hard concept to approach and to achieve and embody. Um, But she shared a lot about that, a lot about her love and her passion for food and how we can bring that into our life and allow this to be more exciting and simple. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode today. We really talk about it all. So enjoy and thank you for tuning in. I'm so excited you're here from the moment we met just now. We're like touching, holding hands. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I literally was like, I almost had the same outfit on. It's really funny. But I was like, maybe that would be. Now I didn't even know. Anyways. It's funny, but I think these two colors complement each other too. They like go together. I love it. I'm so excited you're here. I'm so excited we're connecting. I love everything we already started talking about. And we can't wait to go into it here and share it with the listener. So... First, just introduce yourself. Sure. Tell us a little bit about you and yeah. whatever you're guided to. Yeah. My name is Jess. I am certified in nutrition and I'm a health chef. Um, I feel intuitive, intuitively pulled to help people kind of navigate their way in the kitchen. Um, I say this often, but like my mantra is like, it doesn't have to be complicated to be effective. And I feel that's like very much a plug and play for life. Um, Yeah, working with people typically in their own space, um, teaching them how to simplistically just like live, feel better and really embody the medium of food and how you can do that through very simple practices. And I think that there's such like a crossover when it comes to you know, your morning routine and how much water you're drinking and what you're putting on your plate and how you feel and all these very simplistic rituals that sometimes are really hard to find in the busy lives that we lead mm-hmm. and being a mom or being a parent or being a wife or a girlfriend or all the things. But it's like, if you can kind of just really simplify these like pillars of like what make you feel good, mm-hmm. right? Like. And I've, I've, I believe and I find and through my experience that food has the ability to do that. Yeah. You know, and there's and then it like opens up this just like beautiful sea of conversation of like, you know, when you're working with somebody one on one, whatever the modality is, whether it's food and cooking or meditation or working out and fitness or you're their doctor, any profession, it's like, what do you like? What, what sparks you up? What makes you feel good? What, what brightens your day? What brings you joy? And like from there, like collecting all that information, you can like dial it in to like, okay, well then let's, what kind of things make you feel good when you eat them or not, mm-hmm. right? And that's what I do with my clients and that's what I do over Zoom now because we live in this new world a little bit. Um, and I feel like there's just, for me, the teaching is this intuitive approach to eating and it's not and and I feel like sometimes that can be really triggering because not everybody knows what intuitive eating feels like looks like Mm -hmm. and is because we're not taught that we're not taught like the innate wisdom of like our being like we're not that muscle isn't exercise when we're being brought up you know and and I hope that we can as this new wave of humans we can change that like I feel like this is the work to really change that but it's 
it's interesting when you're like, you know, intuitive eating gets this bad rap or it's like, what does that even mean? It, well, it means a lot. And it actually has this profound effect on your life if you can listen to what your body is telling you. Yeah. And it's like, and then the other practices kind of like come in and like fill these these pieces. I almost see it like a gear. And it's like all these different like facets fill the gear of like, well, is that helping me clear my intuition of like what I'm going to eat today? Like what I'm putting on my plate tonight. Can I look at my plate and be like, is this serving me today? It doesn't have to be this like, oh my God, for the next six months, it's like literally day by day, like break it up day by day. Like you're doing great day by day, you know? Yeah. And I feel like it's like my approach to teaching and cooking and, and fueling the body is very much just this soft, gentle approach, the same way you would teach a child in a way. So intuitive eating and intuitive everything right. is really what my meditation practice has guided me to. And I understand what you mean by people not even <sighs> knowing what that means because mm. we haven't been taught that unless we've been very fortunate enough to have a spiritual experience or activate that muscle within us. But everyone has the capability of it. Mm-hmm. It's just finding the way and the method. Mm-hmm. So how do you guide people through that? Like, I'm going to give you an example. My husband would say, like, it feels good for him mm-hmm. to eat sugar. Mm-hmm. Like, he loves sugar. Mm-hmm. Does he like what it does to his body? No, but it, it feels good to some people. So how do you help them to see what truly is good for them and not just like that dopamine hit and that dopamine rush that we could get from some types of food? Totally. So... I mean, the chemical compound of sugar is what's causing that effect, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, and again, the teaching, it's like, it's almost like as you are a teacher, like there is more energy coming through that's like way beyond me, way beyond you. It's like, how do you, how do you like pull from the earth and give the information that potentially could be like life changing for some people, people with diabetes who are eating sugar, who can't get off of it. People who are obesely overweight, who can't get off of the foods. It's like, okay. Again, living in this simplistic view, Vinny, right? Yeah. Vinny, like, I want to try just an experiment with you. I want to give you, he's going to laugh, but that's fine. He's a really funny guy. I know that now. (laughs) Um, It's like, what does it feel like to eat a date covered in peanut butter, potentially drizzled or dripped or covered in like a dark very low sugar even like Lily's brand has like no sugar potentially there's other things in there that he may not want but like what does that feel like to eat does it still does it give you the same effect as a sleeve of Oreos or whatever whatever the option is oh Oreos is perfect okay so loves that and so and I think and again like I and and I never want to teach from a place of like food guilt yeah right because like that's not that's that's not teaching anyone anything and it's also listen some people can't afford other foods and that's like what they're serving for dessert or Mm -hmm. for breakfast or like as the treat as the as the uh birthday cake so like i never want to like i want to be all inclusive here of with like people and 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 you know there's like the education level too it's like hey could i go buy some dates and like raw chocolate and melt it and like have an experiment and make this really fun cute dish and throw some peanut butter in there and like make it like a protein snack and like in the experiment zone, you're like, wait, my body literally feels the exact same way. Your taste buds will change, mm-hmm. right? It takes a very short amount of time for the taste buds to like be like, wait, I'm craving sugar. Sugar yeah. is sugar is sugar. So it's like your brain is being told it's eating sugar. Let's just call it a date because that's really simple. Like, wait, I'm getting the same hit. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the same, like this euphoric dopamine hit right now because my body is being reacted to sugar. It's the chemical reaction happening. So it'd be really interesting to see, and even for ourselves, I do it all the time. My body doesn't crave sweets anymore. I mean, and not in like a, I'm like, I've gotten over that. Like, no, it just, I, I don't even really want it. It's also like, I have such a relationship with my gut and like how I'm feeding that. Cause I've like, this is kind of how I came to be. I had some really big gut issues and like, as did so many people, and I feel like that story is like redundant yes. now. Um, all over. Yeah, so, so it's many. like that sugar thing. It's like really like for me, it's like through the lens of what is the alternative here? Because if we're not gonna just eliminate, because elimination is very hard. Because then there's like you go into the guilt mind, because you you throw them away or you can't buy them. I think mm-hmm. about my kids. I'm like, I'm never gonna say you can't have that. It's just like potentially right, but like there's there's a framework around it where you're yeah. like. 
let's try this instead. And of course you can have the cookie. It doesn't, it's, it's not about the cookie, you know, it's just about like kind of like filling again, this like metaphorical plate of like, can there be a bit more nutrition on it? And can there be another kind of way to go that can be a little bit more beneficial, not only to the body, but to the mind, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think when we start seeing it and this holistic view, then things get a little bit more like, ah, that makes more sense. Totally. Right. Because when you're telling someone no, it's just like, no, go after yourself. I, yeah. I'm going to eat what I want. And it's true about not just the body and the mind because we, I don't think we realize how much of what we eat affects us. And I actually, my spiritual awakening occurred from changing my diet, mm-hmm. going plant-based. Mm-hmm. It cracked me open mm-hmm. and that actually opened me up to the idea of meditation because before that I was not on the frequency to meditate. So I've, I have chills now too. I've experienced that firsthand, but on the day to day, um, with people who haven't experienced something like that. And even for myself just day to day, because I'm not always thinking about that monumental shift that happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, but going back to what is it that makes me feel good and fuels mm. that connectedness mm. and connectedness to, connectedness to the earth, to my higher self, mm. to that that feeling of higher consciousness. And food has so much to do with it. And I feel like this is such a timely episode because there's been so much about what's in food and I don't mm-hmm. even want to go there because I, I was like ready to go there on Instagram. I don't really go off on Instagram about current events because mm-hmm. if I did, I'd feel like I would be a news channel. There's mm-hmm. always something to go off about. Mm-hmm. But I was so close the other week um, <clears throat> after like the chocolate study that happened mm-hmm. with the lead in the chocolate mm-hmm. and this orange juice brand. I, I never drink that orange mm-hmm. juice, but thinking about the families in our country that do because they think they're doing something mm-hmm. healthy and then there's there's obviously like not even real food in it, but chemicals and whatever else. And it's just like going back to finding our way back to nature Mm -hmm. in this really fast society Mm -hmm. and going back to the source, Mm -hmm. which is hard. Mm -hmm. But I think we're getting these like little reminders through these stories and these news alerts to help bring us back to that. Yeah, I mean, again, like another piece of like my whole just like again mantra it feels like when I teach is like do you know the source of the food Mm -hmm. and again not to throw shade or make anybody feel bad about packaging food of course we eat it of course it's convenient of course there's amazing brands doing great things and then there's a lot of brands who aren't because there isn't consciousness around it it's it's a money-making business they're not Mm -hmm. in the they're not in the business to make us healthy they're in the business to make us go to the doctors so you know through that lens you have to think about like well I could avoid it altogether in a, in a in a in an absolute world, which is not feasible. I understand that, but in an absolute world, just for for the sake of conversation here, like, what if I only ate food that was grown from the earth? Like, what if I went back to that like paleo like kind of ish vibration of like, you know, beans and legumes and meats and potatoes and things like that, where they're just coming from the earth, and you're not you in and again, I, I've said this many times, like with my friends and things like this, but it's like, then you create no trash. Mm. Like we built uh, about almost seven, eight years ago, a farm to like have to grow food for like a lot of reasons. But like, I see it now through a very different lens. We have, I have food all year round for the most part. And in the summer, it is wildly abundant. Wow. And it's like, we sometimes don't even have to go to the grocery store to get besides, you know, olive oil and yeah. rice and things like this. But like, 80 90 percent of the food we're growing in our greenhouse and it is a dream and i feel so fortunate but that's not to say that the teaching is to grow your own food and it's not it's not a hashtag to make someone feel shitty it's Mm -hmm. it's like literally can we do like start teaching how to do gardens or firehouse or firehouse fires fire escape like little gardens where you can just at least do your herbs or so it's like again it's 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 throwing less shade and hate on what they're doing because what they're doing yes it's going to take a monumental change Mm -hmm. but what we can do what we actually have the power to do no matter how much your income is or not we can pick up seeds and we can plant them literally and figuratively right so there's like but your whole to the source I mean that is like my whole thing it's like what is the source 
And if you ask yourself literally like everything you're going to put in your body, and again, not in like a I'm going crazy way, just like in a very observative way. Mm-hmm. Like you go to the bakery, like, hey, where did you guys get the wheat from? Like ask them. I did this the other day and she was like, I have no idea. I'm like, does it matter? I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. You're saying it's organic. I'm wondering where it's from. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you start getting really curious, mm-hmm. your body, I mean, you're, you're signaling to like, I, oh, I care. Yeah. And things start opening up. And then you kind of, you read labels differently. You go to the grocery store a little bit differently. You kind of like approach food in this, again, more conscious way. And then for me, I believe that's how, that's how the ripple changes. That's how we yeah. change. That's how our kids change. That's how our friends start changing. That's how the world starts vibrating differently. But it all starts with the source. What do you grow on your farm? I need to know. <laughs> I need like a visual. I need to know the details. We grow everything. So like, and again, I, it's not, I, we help, but like we have a beautiful farm, farmhand who like grows and is an amazing permaculturist and a farmer. And I studied a lot, but I don't, I'm not like, I do it, but he's yeah. doing it. Anyways, okay, so just want to give credit where credit's due. Um, we grow literally, baby, at every, you go to the grocery store in the summertime, you can get everything from my greenhouse the same. Wow. Eggplant, carrots, beets, tomatoes, cucumbers, broccoli, sprouts, every culinary herb, wow. water, chest, like all everything. We even oh like, it, because you can control the environment, which I think is also an interesting metaphor, like where you can control an environment, then like anything can grow. Mm. It's kind of like IVF in a way. Very interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. So like, you know, you've got your heat, you've got your you've got your fresh air, you've got your water. Um, we were growing citrus, which is, you don't grow citrus in upstate New York. Yeah. Um, we were growing um, passion fruit, just wow. like, it's beautiful. Beans. Talk about <laughs> you abundance. You can come, come. <laughs> like that. I know, I know. And it's the truest form. Uh, in the most original form of abundance like sprouting something from the earth that you can then not only eat to enjoy but nourish your body potentially heal your body yeah and create a relationship with the earth and create Mm -hmm. a relationship with the food far beyond again and I don't it does it's like it doesn't always have to be this like zero to 100 it can be I have people hit me up all the time being like do you know anything about hoop houses or like small gardens or like anything like what grows in this in this in this season in this state like all this stuff that's like hey I'm really interested like I don't show a lot of my farm I'm a little private when it comes to family and things like that but like it is inspiring to others and there have been people been like oh my god I just ordered this thing like check it out like it's beautiful it's like again tapping into that connection of like oh wait I want that and not in like an envious way like oh I actually like want to create that you know I listened to a podcast. Um, I believe it was an Almost 30 podcast. Okay. Have you ever listened yeah, to that? With Dr. Will Cole. Yeah, okay. I know him well. I mean, not personally. Um, but. I'm lying. It's not Dr. Will Cole. It is, um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Okay. I have to write it in the notes because I, Zach Bush. Yeah. Okay, he's great. And he he's was helping people brilliant. who were really sick <clears throat> in Virginia. And he saw such a huge difference in their healing journey when the crops and the vegetables and fruit were grown in their own garden versus buying them in a grocery store. Oh yeah, for sure. And the poten- like all of that life force energy, like yeah. straight from the source. Yeah, and you look called- so radiant. I'm like, you <laughs> look like a person who eats her own fruits and vegetables. <laughs> Our farm, wait, hold on, you're gonna love this. Our farm is called Prana, Prana Farms. Wow. So yeah, life force fully. But I love you also, but yeah no it's it's incredible and i mean to that piece there's so many layers of this but it's like as always but um you know when you eat like when you eat the apple that's grown out of like your land it's like a very different dna of the apple because the soil that we're all like breathing living feeding and so it's like very different if the apple came from california right Mm -hmm. i mean the new obviously the nutrients are so much more dense and abundant because you literally just picked it off the tree there's no travel time it's not losing anything Mm -hmm. um but someone asked me the other day i was like i i I like i think there's a romance when it comes to food i think because i have i feel like I, i i've always was in restaurants working in restaurants in the front of the house and then got very uh, turned on by raw food and went through my own food journey and like had a juice bar and then like that just like sent me running to nutrition school and then realizing like oh this is like this is it for me this was like the portal and 
but like even just like the cutting of a tomato like a juicy tomato and it's just like properties is so fucking sexy and beautiful to me and it's it's like I feel like when you can just kind of like turn your awareness and like your frequency up a little bit when it comes to even the preparation of your meals again not every day we don't live in a place where we're just like abundant of time and if you do I praise you but like you know there's just those moments those micro moments where you can be like thank you <laughs> thank you Earth. I've always, I love it's you so funny that you just called a tomato sexy because I will I've posted before like look how sexy these Dude. vegetables are Insane. like oh I mean when people, you're on that yeah, frequency like, and you just see your yeah. food as that and I have to I have to work more towards that again because <laughs> I I've definitely been slacking on preparing my own food um, it's it's hard and it takes I feel like I'm plant based I've been plant based for six years and as I shared before it's what led to all of mm-hmm. all of this my my life that I live now just being um, very connected to my intuition and open to meditation and more recently I've been challenging myself and asking myself um, because I think there is such a movement and importance around like not having a label and really mm-hmm. intuitively listening to your body and um so I've been challenging myself a little more and asking myself like okay is there anything else you need and trying to lean into that I haven't <laughs> gone out yet I did actually go out and buy <laughs> eggs pasture-raised non-gmo organic and I looked at them I and I was like eggs. hmm I might eat you but I never did and I mm-hmm. gave them to my husband I'm like you could eat them I'm not ready yet mm-hmm. but I think that it's it's so important to have that time with your food, preparing your food. There's times I would play mantra and mm-hmm. have like mantra infused mm-hmm. food and mm-hmm. getting back to that is difficult. So would you have any tips? I know you do. <laughs> so can you share some tips you would have for someone who is either <clears throat> lacking inspiration mm-hmm. or feels like they don't have the time to mindfully prepare, cook, create? Mm-hmm. Like what are some tips that you can give us? Yeah, so I feel like there's two brackets of tips. Tips for me, like one bracket is efficiency mm-hmm. because if we're talking about the culture that is busy and I and I think to speak to that, I think it I think it's also a good reminder that we we can slow down. Like if we don't have time to meal prep, it's like, well, where can I create time to do that? Because if yeah. if I know my body is the most important thing, like if I don't take care of my body, where am I going to live? Like literally like then like maybe we can start even just etching out some more time. So that's not a tip, it's just suggestion. But when it comes to efficiency in cooking, I always tell my clients, the people that I work with and like myself included, you know, like having things like a rice maker, like not not a pressure cooker, like an actual rice maker where it takes like literally 12 minutes to cook rice. You do nothing, you turn it on and it can it will turn off by itself and it's amazing. So you've got that. I think other things like doing a haul, if it's possible, Again, I know I'm not speaking to everybody here because not everything is possible, but if it's possible to etch out two hours of time to do like one bigger haul where you can actually like put on music, grocery shop, put on a podcast, meditate for 45 minutes while you're in the grocery store, come home. And then again, I say this all the time, but like washing for me, not always in a dream world would be meditation where I'm like washing and viewing and giving like the, the gratitude to the vegetables and to the food and not in like a silly way you're annoying like an actual mm. actually it's a real thing it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful practice because not only like does it like spark like that gratitude feeling and like that like whoa I'm abundant right now but it also is like beautiful and fun and like when you do beautiful and fun stuff you're like I want more of that right and it's not like you if you have a food budget, which we all do, it's like, okay, so can you etch out that one time instead of going to the grocery store like six different times a week or stopping at the deli and paying 3X that you're supposed to? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of New Yorkers listening. Like there's places that are so much more expensive than others. So it's like that one day a week coming home, creating the meditation, creating the gratitude practice, putting things in Tupperware, buying Tupperware or saving your glass jars. So you know that like, even if you're just buying, say, call it six vegetables, you can wash, cut, put away. You've got your rice made for the week. And then from there, you can kind of mix and match. If you don't, if you eat eggs, hard boiling eggs is a huge thing too. And kind of just doing this like, whoa, I just got a lot done and now I can like make meals for the week. Or the other thing too, and this is take a little bit more time consuming. It may take some more inspiration, but like not really, because it's like when you have things like garlic and onion and like some really like high quality spices, not even like even just like 
some cumin and like garlic powder onion powder and like some seeds and things like this like you can make a beautiful soup right that it's, is always my go-to it, it is and yeah. it's like it's it's pretty incredible how like even like zucchini and potatoes call it leeks maybe some shard you know cut it up like in some uniform way and like make it look really beautiful and i think too like we do eat with our eyes and i say this all the time and it's like so redundant but it's so true like we eat with our eyes and it's like the for me it's like when you can visualize what you want your fridge to look like or even like spark some inspiration by seeing something in a magazine or online and again not in a comparison i feel crappy about myself way that is not the goal that is not the intention ever you are wonderful the way you are we all need to work harder on ourselves in whatever capacity right it's like just to feel inspired by like color by brightness by that like abundance in the refrigerator by yeah. eating you know the packaged foods if you have them but maybe calling it like 70 30 70 percent mm. like stuff from the source mother earth right and you know the other tip is always like buy something you've never had before buy two vegetables that you don't even know what the f they are and you've never cooked with them and try that raw see how you like it get a mandolin or use your knife skills practice them and chop it up and see what it looks like maybe you make a slaw maybe you braise some cabbage because you've never done that before and you throw it over some yogurt and like a little cumin and some olive oil you know like for me it's like it's not it's not about these wild recipes. It's not about making the best like TikTok food video. It's about mm. nourishing yourself and like asking yourself like, what do I like? And like, would I be, am I open to like trying new stuff? Mm -hmm. Because it's not, it doesn't take much to make something tasty, yummy, right? Like we need some heat, we need some fat, we need some salt. It's like, you've got good olive oil and really good salt in an oven. Like you're, you've already <laughs> fucking won. <laughs> like, no? It's true. It is right? true. Right, so. And I think underneath all of that is like, damn, I got to make more time for myself. And I think it is it is so important. Like, this is our body. This is our home. Where would we live if we didn't have it? And everything comes from how we feel, really. Totally. Because when we're vibrating mm -hmm. high and when we have a high frequency, we feel good. We're going to attract good, as simply stated as possible. And if we're feeling slower, if we're feeling lower, that's the experience we'll totally. have as well and food is I think a very direct route to how we feel I think we also need to be candid because you me a lot of our friends a lot of our community taps into how they feel I think there is an, um, an abundant of people and potentially the majority couldn't even answer that question if they tried mm. so for being super real it's like what does that question mean could you, like can you, what does it feel like to ask yourself in a moment of no phone, no technology on a couch with some dim lighting and a candle, do you feel okay sitting with yourself for 30 minutes? A, B, what does it feel like? What do you feel like? Do you feel like you're energized, burn out? Like you can't wait to get your phone? Like you're attracted to do something else? Like you can't even sit with yourself, right? So it's like, until we really think about what it is we feel, it's hard to be like, well, I know what I want. So it's, and again, like back to the beginning of just like this, maybe it was actually on my ride over here, I'm thinking, I'm like, there's there's just become so much static and noise and like it's truly been my, like my new year, just like where I want to be in myself and my alignment with myself and my family and my friends, like doing less and even in my business, doing less is like, I'm so golden there. Mm -hmm. And like saying yes to things that really do make me feel good and light yeah. me up, a good dinner, a new chef, like mm -hmm. a, I'm going to go see my friend's art in the gallery in Chelsea. Like that's the stuff that's gonna make me more abundant. It will. Even that's if that means true. I didn't take a Zoom cooking class in it, what, you know, a couple hundred bucks later, like it's, this is the stuff I need. Yeah. And I think we all need more yummy, yumminess between the grooves right now yeah you know absolutely and we were talking about when you first got here that we're kind of like in, in this in, not in between time but this time where we we all spent a lot of time at home by yeah. ourselves and now we're very much like coming back together and connecting and like we have that connection online that was definitely deepened during the pandemic and with that 
I feel like content and everything just sped up for totally. creators as well. Totally. Um, and how and the consumer, how much we're consuming. But now there's this balance of like getting out and actually have like having these in person mm. connections, communications, and so that powerful. is like my it's funny when you first came here you're like I keep getting this hit about connection and Mm -hmm. like coming together and being in person together and I actually met up with someone right before this because it's been a promise I've made to myself so I'm um very much a hermit Mm -hmm. I'm very comfortable at Mm -hmm. home I live on Long Island Mm -hmm. by the beach I've created what I feel is like my first sanctuary of my life Mm -hmm. in my home I hope for more but right now that is like my first and only sanctuary and it's within my myself and and in my home and I'm very comfortable there and I made a promise to myself this year to get out more Mm. to connect with people more because that is where we get Mm. inspired Mm. that is where we learn Mm -hmm. that's where we are challenged to really listen Mm -hmm. and hear from other people and it's so important and I just found it interesting that that was one of the first things you said as you sat down because that's how energy works. I know. Like that is, that's how energy works. Well, it's funny, like I just came off of this beautifully eclectic, wildly robustly colorful trip to Mexico with a lot of amazing people and a lot of them I didn't know like immediately. I knew like maybe half of them and our friends put together this birthday party and it was really 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 special and I think again as a mother my kids are now almost two and four like it takes a while to come out of that cocoon where you're Mm -hmm. like you know you wear these different veils you're a different human being after you've had children one two ten however many and you know you kind of for me at least and I think a lot of mothers alike you're like I miss that part of who I was especially if you kind of had this adventurous soul which I 100% do did and you know there's 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 moments where you feel okay leaving the coop the nest and you're just like okay like it's time and like I need to just like release control and that's kind of been my other mantra like I like have downloaded that so many times like just release control release control let go let go let go and everything will be fine and if it's not fine you work it out Um, But going on this trip was just such a reminder of strangers being in the same, like, in the same, uh, like, vibrant bubble of life and community and having these conversations with people that you've never met before but where you can just be, like, like like-minded and feel inspired and hear what they're doing and not in a contrast or comparing around better than you just as, like, human beings Mm -hmm and connecting as human beings because that connection is so direly important and we did lose it through the pandemic. Through Zoom is wonderful. There was amazing things that we could do, Mm -hmm. but nothing is like this, like where you can touch, hold, laugh, kiss, like pray together, like, and, and I, and in the same exact breath, there's like the idea where now we've created these relationships online and you can now meet these people in real life. And I've had that experience, these profound experiences with like now women, mostly women where it's like oh my god like I like liked you a lot online and like you're so fucking cool like (laughs) and then we like meet up and like and it's like 10x cooler Mm. and it's so inspiring and so cool so like the internet's a wonderful tool but that's exactly what it is it's a tool and once you have it and you know how it works like then you go and do the practice that it like allows you to do right yeah it's so cool. It is. And I've noticed something too, because I've been in a chapter of going out more and meeting more people that I've known online and now in person. And I also have noticed that everyone is so much more beautiful in person. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And really? That's in awesome. In the world of like filters right, right, and right. all of this, like it was so, I just feel like mm. when you're in person, because it's energy right. too that you're feeling. And totally. it's just like, Wow, like we're past the screen. Everyone is just so much more beautiful because you feel like their truth, Mm -hmm. you know, behind Mm -hmm. a screen. It's all energy. It it is still energy and you could feel that, but in person it comes to life literally. Well, right, and you get to like be your personal unique self. And I think think we get that gets a little bit washed on the internet, although everyone's trying to be something and show that, but you only have this one dimension to do that. So when you're in real life, you're like, oh, like you can feel their clothing, you see what they do. Like it, like there's so much expression. Yeah, multifaceted. Right? It's so beautiful. Yeah, and, and we're going there. This is what's happening. It's like yeah. all happening again, and it's so, 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 so wonderful. It is. I'm so. I mean, 
there's a lot of turmoil in the world i know that but like what we're doing here right now and in this like space is is powerful it is and it's inspiring yeah it's a really big transitional time that i talk about Mm -hmm. all the time on the podcast or through meditations um and there is turmoil there's a lot of energy on the planet right now yeah there always has been yes and with I think with the challenges it's brought in so much space for light Mm -hmm. and so much space for elevation and um it's an interesting time to be alive I'm actually very grateful to be here during this time although it is a challenging time absolutely and we also have to remember and this is not to discount anything and this is not about politics or anything like this, but like, you know, the world has always been turning in a sense the way that it has, and there's always been war, and there's always mm-hmm. been gorgeous facets, and there's always been turmoil, and there's always been pain. That's so true. We've never had the capa- the ability to see every corner of the entire world like we do now. Mm-hmm. Our nervous systems, as human beings, were not designed to take on this. So, you know, we're feeling the the... the the increase in depression and things, anxiety, and all of all of the stuff that can be driven by the mind. There's there's no doubt it's not all related, right? I mean, it is. Yeah. So it's like, you, we have to remember that. Yeah. And I think that's just another point of like really being conscious of not only like what you're looking at from physical, mental, spiritually to like like really what you're choosing to see and do and like be a part of and like just the continuous of scrolling because it's like it is impacting every moment of our brain it is and our soul it's like it's it's crazy so not to be ignorant of course not and we're in a moment too where we can potentially create change and donate and do things Mm -hmm. of course there's so many great like aspects that come out of social and being on these platforms but it also is like it wasn't designed to be this way i don't believe yeah our bodies weren't at least yeah Maybe technology was, but we're not. Like everything we're consuming, the subconscious is holding. And that's a lot to clear. It's a lot. It's a lot. And that's why I think we see a lot of people doing the quote unquote the work because Mm -hmm. it's it's a lot to hold and there's a lot of work that has to go into it to clear it too so that we can be a clear channel so that we can find that quiet within ourselves and find going back to that intuition that some of us are aware of and have contact with and some of us are still learning how to. Yeah, I mean, it's like a constant process of dusting it off. Yeah. And if, and again, like it's it's like I feel like sometimes these conversations, you and I having at this moment, like somebody hears it and they're like, wait, I wanna I wanna dust, mm-hmm. I wanna dust off a little bit, you know? Yeah. So, because I think when you can just sit and you let your inner voice talk to you, if you can hear that, it's like it's telling us something. It's telling, yeah. it potentially can be telling you what to do, what to how not to do what not to do you know like things like that like it's maybe not too loud but it's there it, it, it's 100%. there and we just need to like trust mm-hmm. that like that inner wisdom is there and it was it's always meant to be there we are literally products of the earth and the sky and it's it's all innate innate wisdom mm-hmm. we know what to do we know what to do it's so true yeah I have chills. <laughs> I know. You so mentioned beautiful. before a little bit about your meditation journey, yeah. living on an ashram. Oh, my God. Please share. Oh, it's the best memories share. and the craziest memories, I'm too. Sure. I'm sure I need to hear. <laughs> I kind of hit, like, a rock bottom, I think. Not really. Uh, you know, it wasn't It wasn't, It wasn't. wasn't that 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 rock bottom, but it was for me, I think. And mm-hmm. there was just, like, a, what do you do now? And i don't you know it's like the power of just divine don't know open the internet and like what do i do and i was like i think i'm gonna go practice yoga and get certified because i'll just become a yoga teacher and if if i don't like that then i'll just live on the ashram that's how i like saw it like shivananda is one of the lineages where it's like they have ashrams all over the world Mm. one of them is in grass valley california northern california and you know, it was like a couple grand to go and live and get your training and you live and you live the life and you're in the garb and white and yellow and you're eating all the yogic food and you're practicing and you're waking up to do sadhana at 5 a.m. and there's a woman with a bell being like chanting in your window. Um, I Sounds went, like a dream. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, can I go? <laughs> it was a dream. Also, I met one of like my most favorite people, Jill. And of course, like 
there's no coincidence that I don't believe in, I don't mm -hmm. believe there are. And I also believe when you're at such a spiritual, like call it vortex, call it place on the earth, call it what they've created energetically. Like there are things that are going to happen, yeah. like regardless. And if you're open to it, then even more so. Mm. So I was very open to it. And I've also always liked yoga. I just was like, it would be cool to learn and just exercise my brain a bit more. So it was a full month and it was practicing and training and reading scripture and it just it was beautiful and amazing and our swami was swami sita and we all get you know blessed with a a yogic name and then you get certified to do what i don't know teach you know you're like what now <laughs> where do i go <laughs> and like i stayed a little bit what well I, there was an incident that happened and i mean i might as well just go there but um it was a full moon and it was like right before the the finals and like the the test that we had to take there was like verbal and you had to teach and it was like midday and i basically what felt like burst an appendix and there was a doctor who was also training this woman she was from germany i remember things so clearly and this woman sophia and my friend jill they were i had this beautiful like log cabin right on the pond we had like the best room and I just remember like everything went blackout, almost like a migraine, mm. but I also couldn't move my body. Like I was like, it was, yeah, something wow. was very wrong. And it was like, call 911. At the ashram, by the way, like we're in the middle of nowhere. Right, right. Um, granted, there is a, the Grass Valley is not that far away, but like you're still tucked in to the earth. Yeah. <laughs> um, so long story short, um, turns out my IUD was in the wrong place. Oh, wow. And I, was becoming pregnant and the egg burst so oh my goodness i know it was wild on a full moon in <laughs> california while getting my teacher training and i'm laughing because it's not funny but it, it i can look back now because i'm safe um it was scary i mean it like basically what was happening was my fallopian tube burst and then i was bleeding oh out my goodness crazy and i had the support of these women and like a wonderful doctor who just like took me took it out and when in surgery oh my goodness oh my god it was so crazy so like ever since then this is now almost 11 years ago um i had one fallopian tube and like which is great it, it's fine it doesn't matter um and it was a very pivotal time in my life for so many reasons but like i devoted my practice and like my being and my habits and my eating to that lineage of shivananda and just like how it's a very soft approach to life, wow. like beyond. And they had, so I moved back to New York City. They have, um, they still have a place on, I think 24th Street, 22nd, 21st, somebody, um, in Chelsea. And I, I like, I didn't basically, I didn't live there, but I worked there all the time and taught there all the time. I was basically a karma yogi, which they yeah. call it. Um, and cleaned the toilets and did everything from, kitchen to toilets to beds to you know and there's people that did live there and created like the most amazing connections and I was just like a very softer version of myself after like what went down and the experience itself um and taught and taught and then continued to teach until I dove a bit heavily into food and mm -hmm. like left the yoga but like it's always with me yeah you know what yeah. I mean like it's, it's like union. It, it's literally literally. <laughs> literally and like you can't you can't take that away yeah it, it was it was so beautifully intense and wow. imprintful like it was I'm so imprinted by it and then when I I mean listen I listen to Krishna Das every single day I'm, I'm I chant I burn I move and I sit and if I don't you know I'm not the same person <laughs> right so it's like it's mandatory at this point but without that experience and again this experience is a like where you can really pull yourself out of life and drop in somewhere else that is so mm. profoundly impactful not everybody has that experience opportunity but even for two weeks or a week I think different than a retreat but somewhere where you're really just like you are dropped in and Immersed, 11 years ago right? was a long time in a way where like mm. there wasn't really cell phones I also was like very much trying to be off the grid and like didn't I didn't care I just wanted to I just wanted to kind of get weird was this before your family totally okay 100% um my husband was still in the in my in the life of me he mm -hmm. actually like came and flew in right away when he got the word and like brought us a rabbit and I like healed there and ended up finishing of course and and getting wow. my certification but yeah again it's just like you never you never know you never know you just never yeah. know and in, in that it's like not to be just like blase you never know like but like 
it, to that point, you just never know what can happen to your body, which is just even more highlighting like why it's so important to take care of it. It's so true. And not just the body, the mind. Yeah. The mind is a monumental piece of the equation. What was the catalyst that brought you back to food or brought you yeah, really so, into food? So I moved to Vermont and I opened a juice bar and I was seeing and feeling the effects of raw food like intensely. Tell not me only, more details. Well, I, I had some really, really terrible acne and I was dealing with cystic acne. Mm -hmm. And I, beautiful skin, I appreciate that. And it's still it's still an ongoing life process. But like it's it was i opened a small juice bar and it was called drink the sun and it I was i love that it was so fun i want to drink the so, sun oh my god it was so amazing <laughs> it's so, so funny and so fun and so again just simple i feel like for me like it is things are just simple yep. and you know i was just like i'm doing this how is there not one here like the story is just funny and long story short a woman hears that i want to do it she's like i have a space in our ice cream shop i'm like fuck yeah next to the ice cream like the moms <laughs> get juice the yeah. kids get ice cream so I did it for like two, three months and I saved a ton of money. Mind you, I was also working in a restaurant that was like the most lucrative place in Vermont. And we were just like, I was like all day there, crushing at the restaurant, all day there, crushing at the restaurant. And then I was like, and then it got kind of to a point where people were like, wait, we should, why, let's make this bigger. Like you're literally in a closet. Like we need to make this bigger. Let's do a salad shop, smoothie, like a whole thing. And I was like, totally, except I am not educated in this. And like, I'm not trying to like just read books. I want to go to school. And I've kind of always been this, get like transient like adventurer um and I was like another opportunity to go learn and be somewhere else so again before family um this is in 2015 so I picked up and I moved to Arizona and I went to school out there Southwest Institute of Healing Arts and I studied nutrition alongside mm -hmm. culinary and learned and learned learned and got weird again mm -hmm. I've had pockets of getting really weird I went raw I went vegan I shaved half my head Wow. I was in it. But I was still me. Mm -hmm. Like, my best friends visited. Like, I met them in Sedona. They're like, oh, just like another version of you. Yeah. But, like, it was always me. Yeah. It was just, like, quirky. I mean, when I get, when I go, I go, you know? And what was your transition? You're not vegan anymore. Right? No, it wasn't. Right. So I was, I dropped into this, like, desert atmosphere, which is so hot. Mm -hmm. I had a car with yeah. no air conditioning. And I was just, like, Again, like I've got no one to answer to besides myself and I'm only gonna, I only wanna build myself up. So like I felt the effects of juice and I was just like, this is my path right now. Like this is, I've, I've never felt or looked, my skin was insane and my body just like shed. It was weird. It was just like, it was almost just like, I don't, it was just so good for my body at the yeah. time and it felt so vibrant and I had so much energy. And then, you know, my life changed and I moved yeah. back east and I it, it's hard to it's hard to maintain that and mm -hmm. for me it's all about efficiency and sustainability and I'm just yeah. like I also love food and I and if I'm going to teach this I came back to work a beautiful job for one month to get who is my dear friend to lose some weight after postpartum and I cooked all of her meals for 30 days and I put her on like a very low impact yoga we were also doing sprints, but like workout. So it was like food combined with wellness. And and it just got me thinking that like you we can't live in a box. Mm -hmm. I don't want to. Some people can. Yeah. I'm not trying to. And I also can't teach from living in a box. Right, I don't, I, right. right. It's just not expansive. And I I love all things. And I think there's a time and place for most. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think life is should be joyous. And I if you find that. joy in eating chicken or a steak sandwich or gluten every day like you should do that you know yeah right so the transition wasn't like this like I'm going back in it I was just like <laughs> I, was just, I was just like whatever I'll do what the fuck I want yeah <laughs> no one's like no one's telling me what to do right. also now that I felt like educated and empowered you know like right after school yeah. you're like I can do anything and I am like and I'll tell you everything about nutrition <laughs> you know your brain's on fire yes and yeah, and then I came back home, and I've been being a personal chef basically ever since. And, you know, of course, you take these new permutations through COVID, but teaching cooking classes and cooking courses are fun because you can reach so many people. Do you people. still do that? I do. Yeah. Um, but I feel like with all of the experiences, I also traveled abroad before the before my time at the ashram for two years learning about permaculture and how to like live off the grid i think my whole vision was wow. like how do i <laughs> how do i grow my own food and like not have to communicate with people <laughs> even though like that's obviously not what i want now yeah. but like i'm like god forbid like like an apocalypse happens like yeah. that was always my crazy mindset wow. it's wild 
I clearly don't have that anymore but like I just love culture I love yeah. I love experiencing new things I love being able to jump on a plane and go wherever the fuck I want with like very little money in my pocket because like adventure for me is is it you that's know? so exciting <laughs> I'm hungry and excited <laughs> you're also like where do I go Shiva not the ashram <laughs> You're like team availability this week. <laughs> Literally. I mean, what yeah, a rich it's fun. experience you've had. It's been really cool. Yeah, life is life is And fun. now you have children, how many? Two. Two? Yeah. How Life's old good. are they? Too Almost short. two and four. Two and four. Oh, yeah, so you're cute. busy. Yeah, you're busy no, with life's, them too. <laughs> life's definitely rich. Oh, yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful. What about and you? what do you do for what, you? what do you do for children's food? Sorry, like two and oh, four. Yeah, what do they eat? I think four. listeners okay. would like to hear this too. Yeah. So for me, okay. So we're now in this space where my kids are waking up way too early, and that's my judgment. I think it's too early. Okay. So five a.m. feels a little early for me. Um, so in that time, you have to kind of create. What do you do to buy time mm. and like make time? And like the TV is a great tool, but like it's also like. I don't know there's this like act of play and I feel like the act of play in the kitchen is so important and it's like to pass that down to our kids is so fun and it's really cool to see and my kids like to cook I think because they've always seen me in the kitchen yeah. always right so and regardless there's just like the act of playing even you give them a, like a fake play kitchen people want to be in it it's fun um so yeah tips for kids is like get their hands on stuff if you can like food, food, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, food, and even some. Now our new thing is like making cookies in the morning, or like making something where I'm just experimenting. I'm just putting in flour and egg and like some honey and like whatever else, and to make something fun. So their hands are getting in it. They're it's eating amazing. the dough. Like even if you bought cookie dough, to like eat the dough, put it in the oven, watch it grow, time bake. It's like there's there, there's numbers involved. There's a lot of cognitive stuff happening here. It's like yeah. really really fun, and I think when you open up that portal a little, portal a little bit for them, it becomes like. Well, I'm going to try more stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like anything. It's like once you tap into it, it becomes a little bit easier. But listen, like, I've been, I, I'm not going to be annoying, but my kids are, like, eat fine. Like, yeah. not always. It's like not, mm -hmm. like, they're not, like, eating the rainbow every goddamn day. But, like, it's like putting some things in front of them to, like, play, try. Red peppers, green peppers. What's the difference? You taste the difference? Cut them up differently. What, tr what, what shape is that? Like, mm -hmm. literally, if you can just drop into that play mind, yeah. it becomes more fun and for me like fun is like the definition of like whatever they didn't eat it I'm not gonna waste it I'm gonna throw it in the smoothie or like whatever smoothies again I feel like that's like now an overkill but like smoothies for kids are beyond because you can throw spinach yes. you can throw the chlorella in there you can throw the spirulina if you want yeah. like there's so many ways to get really good stuff in there you just want to be careful because you don't want to like overload the smoothie with too much stuff because our digestive system is obviously totally. still like fresh and young and like doesn't want to be an overdrive but and you know my nanny came in today grateful to have the most amazing nanny and she's she brought like her homemade pumpkin and doll and like sauteed like stewed spinach and my kids love it wow. so it's like and again like but like pizza great chicken nuggets fine like it's just like looking at the ingredients for me and if i'm like feel fine about it great and if i don't feel fine about it that's great too you know what i mean like sometimes yeah. it's literally just like in this moment in my life like what's gonna make me feel better and of course like my kids be like full of nutrients and full but like yeah. oftentimes it's just a little bit more easier than it has to be mm -hmm. you know and I find that like different fruits are really fun and again I kind of just like play the same role of like have you had this before this yeah. is a weird looking fruit like a dragon fruit or something like funky it's like I'm gonna try it this is yeah. like so bizarre I'm like what do you think your friends would think about this like and it just becomes this funny dialogue it's almost like you know I was always like don't play with your food yeah it's, no actually oh, actually play with your absolutely 100 yeah. just like maybe don't throw it all no obviously <laughs> no right, I'm saying in like, like a different way I know isn't it different amazing perspective, like, like for well, them that is a new way we have curiosity to. like yeah. you think about the 60s 70s like I mean like ingredients aside it's just like why are we being forced to eat our food if my kid's not hungry i'm not gonna force him right. to eat if he's asking for like cookies after dinner like i'm always like honey if you want cookies you got a little bit more space for that you know <laughs> grilled cheese or like whatever yeah. so there's that but like i'm i think it's so important to have this relationship and this conversation but the relationship with food with children is so dire because like we are creating I mean, look at our society in like our years. It's like 
people with food guilt and food disorders yes. and eating disorders I was just gonna and all ask, sorts yeah. of things and it's like yeah. oh my god can we change that now mm-hmm. honey you don't want to eat don't eat if you only want the strawberries you know it's yeah. like sometimes you just gotta like lean in a little bit softer so true you know I feel like that's your theme <laughs> me too like just make allowing it to be easier than yeah. than maybe we've made it and mm-hmm. softer mm-hmm. and I think that's so important really right. and that's like the divine feminine is it that energy yeah. yeah just like softening and allowing yeah. that flow and not having to push not having to right. make it any harder than it has to be right and it's interesting I was thinking about disordered eating I actually struggled from an eating disorder and I I work with people who are seeking that balance where they don't have to they're not thinking so much about what they're eating when they're eating but they're just eating because they're hungry and they're guided Mm. do you have any tips in that in that space someone developing their really a happier and more comfortable relationship with food Mm -hmm. um it's such a sensitive topic yeah um but I do think the more, just to piece you for a second, the more like you share about your experience, the more we normalize it. Yeah. Because I think anyone in their now like 30s or late 30s probably experienced some sort of slight disorder of eating mm. or had seen a friend who was purging in the bathroom. Mm. Um, I think it's 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 so detailed and so layered because I have dealt with it in in different ways but it's like it's almost like coming back to that practice of like acceptance for self right and it's and that's it's so much easier said than done but it's really like I'm worthy I'm Mm. worthy I'm worthy I'm worthy of the food in front of me I'm worthy of the french fries and ketchup Mm. I'm worthy of my desires because if I it's not it's not wrong to desire this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the attachment to like what happened after, right. or like what what could happen if I eat it. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it was my skin. It was never about weight. It was very much like if I eat this, even I, I feel it sometimes today. Yeah. Like, and and I can cut myself out of it because I have that practice and I have the strength to do that. But you know, there's like there's that like I think the only way not the only but one of the most profound ways to get like through that is the practice of like personal acceptance and Mm -hmm. understanding that like it is okay and second piece is like when I I keep getting downloads of like this really beautiful like vegetable brothy soup with like white rice and like some sea salt and like a beautiful spoon and like a big white bowl and like just like almost like like soup for the soul and like you know when you start kind of like feeding yourself these really warm grounding foods Mm -hmm. especially in the winter if you're in winter right now like there's 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 moments where your body kind of just like softens and is like allowed to be like oh like that felt really good and Mm -hmm. that tasted really good and and i and i believe because i've been there again through experience like when things feel good and settle good and your digestion digestion feels like it's like that was easy and like really warming and grounding and opening like it kind of carves that path to wanting more of that you know and like but it's not overnight yeah and it's also there's there's the the practice again I feel like again we're so intertwined when it comes to body and mind and what the practices are when it comes to food and meditation but like like the idea that it's there's time takes time and patience and forgiveness like to forgive yourself I believe is like the first step in knowing that like where you can like move on and like be like okay like I can eat different foods or the foods that once triggered me mm-hmm. but it's not it's the practice and it's it's also like going to like therapy if you were to have like a, a health coach or a food coach to help you through yeah. it because having support and I think like being held accountable, not in a way of like, did you do your 20 push-ups today? Cause that can be riveting and rigid and like very triggering. But like, like how did you, what'd you eat today? How did it feel? Mm-hmm. Almost keeping like a food journal. Yeah. I think food journaling is really, really cool. And some people, I don't know, don't poo poo it, but it's like underestimated. I think it, I think it actually is really helpful 
because and again not in the austere way of like oh look what I ate today to feel guilty about like actually living like oh like I'm so proud of myself for eating these things it's like just flipping the script and like a little bit you know what I mean and also I think that helps with overall awareness like just bringing yes sometimes we lack awareness and when we're able to journal with ourselves whether it be for our intentions our deepest thoughts or for food it just allows us to almost have that objective view totally yeah and to sit with yourself right like back to the idea if you're like on the couch for 20 minutes like are you okay like how do you feel like can you be with yourself or do you want more time I always do yeah (laughs) yes please but it's but it's like it's cool to just write like it's really cool to write and be like look at it and be like yeah I want more of that tomorrow or like it didn't really feel like it today and just get really and again these like these things that we say I feel like there's so much of it like just get honest like forgive yourself it's like it's not just the sentence it's the meaning it's it's the action behind it and if we can understand what that means and how to do it then it's like then then that's how we change right yeah but also the other thing that keeps coming up is like having someone that you really trust to talk to Mm -hmm. and a parent is wonderful um, but I think somebody that is like a friend who won't ever judge you not that your parents would necessarily but someone that like loves you and can cheer you on and if you can't hire a health coach or somebody like that like having a cheerleader is really cool yeah you know what I mean like I love that and I feel like I still do that with my best friends and it's like so powerful and so so fun. fun yeah yeah it's beautiful Thank you. Of course. So now you, you're a private chef. Yeah. Where do you get your inspiration from for your meals? Like, is it constantly changing for your clients? Um, do they sometimes yeah. request like repeats? Do you like to keep it exciting? Yeah, I think I kind of take my own advice. And I'm yeah. like, when I'm in the shop or in the market, I mean, going to the, for me, doing things like going to the market in Union Square or in Tribeca or uptown like or in Brooklyn, there's markets basically every day of the week. And I think and I, it's redundant at this point, but to keep going back to that source of like knowing the farmer, like where did the wheat come from? Like mm-hmm. look at these fucking beautiful carrots. They're so yeah. gorgeous. Like the yeah. inside of the purple carrot, like that's inspiring to me. You know, being online is inspiring in a way because like, again, like some of my, my best friends like send funny things or like cool, like let's make that or like, you know, like the viral, like there's something viral going around that's like the Taco Bell thing, but a healthier version. It's like things like this where I'm like, ah, I'm not really that inspired. It's more just entertainment. It's not that I'm not inspired. It's just like for me being, and I hope this can resonate and I hope also it inspires somebody because it's like for me being in a safe, calm, clean kitchen with the medium of food and the colors and a beautiful knife and a cutting board and some really good music, that's it. And like, also because food is not a one-size-fits-all it's all pending on like who I'm cooking for yeah and to it's like all energy I mean Mm -hmm. there's energetic field and energetic like desires and energetic like everything when it comes to how you're plating how you're serving who you're serving for what you're gonna make and for me it's like that energetic read I love that you know what I mean like so I think I'm alive and I don't mean this in like an ego way but I, I do believe I'm a little bit more tapped into that because it's always been like rushing through my system. Yeah. Like it's like in my DNA to be with food yeah. since I was little. And so the inspiration actually comes from the person receiving it. Totally. You know what I mean? 100%. The same as like when you tap into like the person you're with. It, and in that, and yeah. listen, but that doesn't help if someone's like, great, well, I'm not ever serving anybody. I'm just serving myself. So like, how do I tap in? But that's it, right? It's yeah. like, well, tap in. How tap do we in. tap in? Your mood. How, how do you right. feel? right yeah but also there there are like other ways that are like obvious of where you're just like literally open up a cookbook like um what's his name who i love so much drawing a blank on his name like you open his cookbook and it's like this most gorgeous view of like vegetables and autolenghi and like you just see this and you're like i want that i want to make that and so you aspire to try to make something maybe look like that potentially taste i don't know like and I do think cookbooks are awesome because the visual there is cool. And there's something about holding the page, yeah. right? You're also like having this experience on your phone. Like, listen, like we're not supposed to be doing like stacking all these functions at the same time, mm-hmm. right? Like it's like habit stacking is great. I get it. It makes sense. It's efficient in these days, especially if like you have a job to get done. But like to be creative, like we need to give our soul attention at the, that so soul true. time. So having the phone out is not potentially the most like, like efficient sustainable way to go I don't Mm -hmm. think 
because you kind of get lost there too. You kind of lose who you are in a way. You kind of lose your own voice. Makes you know what I sense. mean? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And there's so Do you many like looking at cookbooks? I do. I have a few. Yeah. Yeah. But like, listen, like, it's just like, also, like, I also feel like we don't read enough. I, it's true. Right? Now with like the it's digital true. age. So it's like just like holding it. My friend Jess Dumac, she's got an amazing book out called Just Salads. Or I think it's Just Salads. And it's just like this gorgeous. It's Just Salads, isn't it? I think it's called I'm Just I'm literally salad. going to buy oh, it. I love salads. She's even incredible. I, I'm supposed to eat more warming foods, but. <laughs> well, they can be warm salads. I love. They That's can warm true. salads. That is true. Yeah, that is we true. can do like, I love warm salad. That's like yeah. my jam. That is true. But, um, and they're also just great visuals. And she, yeah, she's a wonderful, it's a wonderful job. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. I can't thank you enough. <laughs> this was you. such a nice conversation <laughs> and so inspiring. You're inspiring me too because I've, I've definitely felt a lack of creativity and just connection or really finding the time to have that connection. It's the time, right. It's the time. And I think the time is a top block. Yeah. You need to like crack down because everything else is underneath there. I know. It's you know? so true. Yeah. And there's there's always time for what we make a priority. Like I, totally. I'm never that person to say I don't have time. I know right. I do. I just have to find it. Totally. So I can't thank you enough well, thank for you joining so much. me today. And I appreciate you and all your meditations. Like thank I just you. want to say quickly, like when I saw, I like you got onto Melissa's yes. app, and like then I saw you, and then it was like the same exact hour that like you pinged me. It was so weird. Oh, that's so funny. I love that. It was so weird though, Erica. Oh, I love. I was, love I was that. like, whoa, energy moves really quick, <laughs> really quick. <laughs> Anyways, I love your meditations. Right? You're incredible. Isn't that that it's. Like nothing, like you said earlier, nothing is a coincidence. No. Energy is so real. And the more we get intuitive with ourselves and opening ourselves up to our intuition, the more we have these moments I of know. like nothing's mm. a coincidence. I know. And, and you're like, oh, magic is real. Yeah, magic is real. <laughs> love you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I adore you. I love you too. <laughs> and I'm so happy that you were here you and too. I got to meet you. Thanks. And thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope that you enjoyed that. As I said, the connection, the energy, like it was just there. Jess is such a special person and I had the pleasure of meeting her and sitting down with her in real life in our new podcast studio that you have probably, if you're tuning in on YouTube, you can see and check out. Um, but she was so inspiring and I'm so grateful that we got to have this conversation together. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope to see you next time. May the long time sun shine upon you. Satnam.